Welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast with your host, exercise physiologist and donut lover, William Mitchell. Hello and welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast. I'm your host, William Mitchell. Last week, we finally got to the conclusion of the series about why my shoulder hurts. And of course, that would include why your shoulder or your knee or ankle or whatever hurts. And finally told you not just what was causing it, but what you could do about it. So if you have joint pain, that's a a great episode to listen to and listen to the whole series from that. This week, we're going to look at your personality type for exercise. As a personal trainer, I've noticed that with different clients, you have to motivate them in different ways. Uh, For instance, some of my clients, I just look at them and say, do you need a lighter weight? And they give me a look like I would rather die than have a lighter weight. On the other hand, quite a few of my clients, if I say, would you like a lighter weight? They'd be like, how about no weight at all? That would make life much easier. So you've got to really know how to motivate people. And really, it seemed like the different ways, um, some of them really want to know why you are doing this particular exercise, why you're using this weight. They want details. They want to know all the background behind it. Some of them just really couldn't care less. Some of them just want you to be supportive. I understand this is difficult, but this is the goal you were looking for and that some want you to be their cheerleader. Hey, you're doing a great job. Wow. You are so impressive. And some want you to be like, bet you can't lift that one. And they're going to do everything in their power to show you that they can. And if you've done any study of the different personality types, you realize that it's just a basic idea of how you are hardwired to respond to different situations. Now, I would like to say there are a tremendous number of very good, scientifically validated personality studies out there that are available that will give you very detailed studies of your personality. You can also do your cognitive style studies there or your Enneagram. There's all of this stuff you can do. I would like to make sure that you realize this is a self-evaluation. This is not scientifically validated. This is for fun. It really depends on how well you know yourself and how honest you're willing to be. And I I have suggested in the past that you, whenever you take this, you get somebody else to give you their opinion and kind of take the the quiz too for you and see how it works out. However, I have learned that it had better be somebody that you're willing to take criticism from or you're willing to, to take their word for it because a lot of us really don't like it whenever somebody says, no, that's not really how you are. And in all honesty, quite a few of us, We may have a certain basic personality type, but because of our life situation, um, you're forced into acting a different way and you act that different way for so long that it becomes your basic style of acting when you know deep down that that's not how you are. So you may put down how you really are and how you really feel, but everyone in your life would say, you've got to be kidding. That's not how you come across at all. And to some people, that's very offensive. And to some people, they're like, well, it's just the way it is. That's the way I really am. So as we go over this, I want you to keep in mind that this is totally self-reported. There's nothing scientific about it. It's just for fun. The other thing I want you to remember is that when it comes to personalities, there is not one that's better than the other one. 
And usually what most of us feel is that the personality type that we don't actually have is the better one. You know, everybody thinks that if they're a wallflower, the really outgoing person, man, I wish I could do that. Whereas the really outgoing person is sitting there thinking, I wish I could shut up for a minute and listen to somebody. We all have our strengths and weaknesses and, you know, just learn to accept that those are your strengths and weaknesses and play off of those. So first thing I want you to do is I want you to either draw a horizontal line across a piece of paper and put active and outgoing on top of it and passive and reserved beneath it. Or if you happen to be driving or busy and you can't actually do that, I just want you to imagine this horizontal line. Now, Let me give you a little story that will tell you the difference between active and outgoing and passive and reserved in a very, very dramatic fashion. This involves my wife and I, and you'll probably relate to one of us, and you may think the other one is just a little bit off. So here we go. Several years ago, I was working in my office, and the phone rang, and it was a gentleman that I had, it was a business associate that we had done business together. So when I say I give him my credit card number, it wasn't just a scam call from the Nigerian prince. Anyway. He called and told me the details, a whole group of us that had worked together. He said he'd gotten a great deal on a cruise. You want to go on a cruise in February. And I live in North Carolina and you know, a cruise in February sounds like a terrific idea. So I said, sure, uh, it's a three day cruise. So we'll go on the cruise in February. I gave him my information. I was so excited. Uh, My office is upstairs. I went downstairs. I told my wife, I said, great news. She said, what? I said, I just booked us on a cruise in February. And she said, when? And I said, February. Were you not listening? And she was like, when in February? I said, first 28 days, I guess. I mean, I don't know. And she said, well, what if you have to work? Because this is before I was full time. And she said, what if you have to work? And I said, I I can't work. I'm going to be on a cruise. And she said, well, where are we going? I said, on a boat. And she said, well, well, this is crazy. Where where are we leaving from? I said, the dock. That's where boats leave from. And she said, so you have paid for a cruise, and the only thing you know about it is it's in February, and it's three days. I said, no, I know who who else from our group's going, and we're going to have a great time. And and I just saw the look on her face like, you are an insane person. So I said, would you like for me to go call him back and see the other details of this cruise? She said, yeah, that might be a pretty good idea. Now, as a side note, it turns out I had a long weekend. I only had to miss one day of work. We went on the cruise. We had a fantastic time. It was leaving from Port Canaveral, and it was going to the Bahamas. And for the most part, it was a fantastic cruise. So... In that case, it wasn't catastrophic that I really was so outgoing and active that I just didn't even think about details. But a lot of people who are outgoing and active do not think about details. The people who are passive and reserved, they think about the details. You know, they're they're the ones who are like, you know, really, what day is it? You know, what about this? You know, they, they point out all the little things that could possibly be a problem with your plan. That's not to say that they're a buzzkill. The passive outgoing people are absolutely required to make sure that things function correctly. And the active outgoing people are absolutely required to make sure that we don't spend all of our time planning. We actually get up and do something. So what I want you to do is I want you to think about which one of the two of us you related to the most in that scenario. Were you the detailed person or were you the, hey, let's go person? 
And either one is fine. Now, I am so far into the, hey, let's go person. My dot would be, I want you to put a dot here. Mine would be way above the line. And my wife's would be pretty far below the line. Now, if you were like, well, I mean, I, I can see both of you's point. I'd really, I'd have snapped up that cruise. But I think I'd have probably asked a couple more questions first. You may be very close to the line. And, you know, some people are, are so close to the line, they have to wait really until they've done the entire test and figure out which ones they're not and make sure which ones they are. Because some people are very close to the line. They, they've got just a tiny bit of all four of these uh, personality types in it. Some people are way far away from the line. You're at the extremes, which I, I hit the extreme on one set and not the extreme on the other set. So go ahead and put your dot where you think it belongs. And we're going to stop here for today just so that we've got plenty of time to go over the next set next week. So next week we'll decide exactly which quadrant you're in and start explaining the difference in the personality types and the difference in how they would interact and how the you can use that for your motivation to exercise. So I hope this will make your uh, fitness journey just a little bit funner, and I hope you'll join us again next week. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If I've said anything that you thought was enjoyable or worth sharing, please refer this to a friend so that they can have more fun in their fitness journey. Also, please remember to subscribe and like the podcast. As always, I'd like to thank One Accord for the bumper music and Paul Sink for the great intro work. And I hope you'll join us next week as we try to make fitness funner.